big news this week. Mike Vrabel is on the open market. The transfer portal delivering some of the best players in the nation to Columbus. The most recent one was Quinshawn Judkins and Seth McLaughlin, uh, both SEC players coming to Columbus. Uh, maybe maybe Seth McLaughlin wouldn't be one of the best players in the portal, but Junkins was. Um, myself and Spencer German break down the big college football headlines of the new Sons of the Shoe podcast. And honestly, guys, I had a come-to-Jesus moment with Buckeye fans. So if you are a disgruntled Buckeye fan, wherever you get your podcast, I have some truth that I, you can get a taste of it at Nick Wilson Says. But you can get the full taste on the Sons of the Shoe podcast, and that can be found on 923thefan.com, the Odyssey app, uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check this one out because this one is explosive. And not just that, Spencer and I, Spencer, Spencer, very nice. Me, I'm me. But we're toe-to-toe on the state of the Buckeyes after the Michigan win. We also talk about the Michigan win again. Follow Sons of the Shoe. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. But speaking of going toe-to-toe, I, I've taken a couple shots of the morning show this week. Now, in fairness, I was led to water on the Landry Locker-Ken Carmen thing where I honestly thought I wussed out in yesterday's Pulse, and I had to come back at the end and give my real take because I was wussing out because I, I love Ken and I didn't want to upset Ken. Well, I also love Lima, and I definitely went at Lima yesterday. And actually, we were texting about it after uh, he had kind of rebuttaled me on air. You'll get to that in just a second. You'll hear that in just a second. But, like, I went hard enough at Lima that I tried to make sure we were actually okay. Because I thought, like, I, I, I accused him soft. And I, I used some other language on the, the Sons of the Shoe podcast that maybe Lima caught, not necessarily astray, because it was intended at him, but maybe I went too hard at Anthony Lima, who is just a concerned citizen. And after calling him and other Ohio State fans soft, he rebutted me today. I got apparently accused of being soft because I'm the one that's brought this up for three years. Guys, I told you. I told you that opening was starting to widen three years ago. So to hear, once the ball has been spiked, that I apparently can't go after the team and the coach that allowed this to happen, I guess I don't understand what we're arguing then. If you never think anything's a big deal, well, yeah, you can come on the radio every day and say nothing's a big deal. Maybe that'll make your fans and your listeners feel better about Ohio State situation. But I'm here to tell you, I just saw one of the worst things to ever happen to my life as an Ohio State football fan, and it's Michigan winning the national championship when we had a stranglehold over this rivalry for the better part of 15 years, and you're telling me I'm the wrong one? Who's the wrong one in this argument? Maybe it's the guy that's telling everybody it's never a big deal until it's the biggest damn deal in recent Ohio State history. This is the difference between me and Nick. Nick didn't get the text messages from all the Michigan fans. I've been getting them for three years. I went to Ohio State. I have Michigan friends in my life, much like you have Pittsburgh Steelers fans all over your life. I saw this coming three years ago. I hate saying it. I was worried about this. And so while I'm saying it at the time and people are poo-pooing it and a bunch of Ohio State fans were calling me like, you're not a fan. You're not a believer in Ryan Day. I'm like, no, I I see the opening. I'm a little nervous that this is going to get worse. And it got worse and it got worse. And so while Nick keeps pointing out the record, 56 and 8, the 8 especially the three of those eight, they cast a much wider shadow than the eight. So, one, does Lima think I don't have friends? Because, I mean, they, well, I got these Ohio State friends. I got these Michigan friends. 
I also do have friends that went to these schools, and I also do get texts. Now, granted, Lima Lima's circle is pretty wide, and so I do give him credit. Like I I think he probably speaks to more Ohio State fans or Michigan fans than I do. I saw it was funny. It was like I get these texts. Nick doesn't get these texts. Nick gets these texts. He just doesn't care. That being said, like I I guess my point is I just. Like when other people talk smack to me, it really doesn't affect me that much about about like sports fandom. Like very rarely will somebody trigger me on fandom. And so we start there. We start I do have friends and I just want people to know that. Although I might make one less in this rebuttal to Anthony Lima, I I don't know where I've ever said it's not a big deal what's going on at Ohio State. I just think the sky is falling thing is for the birds. I think there's a massive misunderstanding of what's happened between Michigan and Ohio State the last few years. It has not been Ohio State slipping. Their recruiting hasn't changed. They're consistently top five, right? They're consistently winning at just about as high of a level. I think I think Ryan Day's regular season mark is like 88% winning. And I, I know that's not the end-all be-all because he hasn't beat Michigan and he hasn't won a national championship game. That's fair. But to say he hasn't won anything would also disregard winning a playoff game and actually haven't beaten Michigan before. So where we where where Lima and I disagree is not at no point do I think this doesn't matter. But this sky is falling, panicky nonsense. Guys, this has more to do with Michigan glowing up and getting back on the proper level than it does Ohio State taking taking a step back. This is perspective. This is a perspective. Michigan, too many people got drunk on the idea of beating Michigan's ass forever. Did you not expect Michigan to glow up or that some coach was going to be able to step into Michigan and turn that program back into who it had been for most of our lives? Did we just expect that Ohio State was going to be the big brother definitively? I'm saying winning every single year. Because one, not only did I not expect that, two, it wasn't fun. Like those, the like... Yes, Michigan people probably are texting you, me, and everybody else that knows Michigan people and talking some smack. But when it's one loss or two losses in a row, it's more palatable. But we've gotten to a point where all of a sudden, Ohio State fans, this fear of of losing their prominence, they're still top 10 every year. And so has Michigan glown up? Yes. Has Michigan become, at this point, the better team in this conference yes do I like that no does Ryan Day need to fix things to make that better 150 percent that is fair to say but the sky is falling the fire Ryan Day stuff that's panicky Pete crap and baseball is back and so is MLB.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Guys, it's not easy when other people talk crap about you. It's not easy when you have to be on the bottom of the totem pole instead of the top. Totally get that. But there's some difference between things not being great. That's where Ohio State is. And the sky is falling. Ryan Day's biggest failures. Here is three biggest failures in the last three years to me. 
beyond just the obvious beating Michigan. One, he completely miscalculated his and threw off his own quarterback. I mean, what was a dynasty until Kyle McCord this year? He had played it perfectly going from Haskins to Fields and then to C.J. Stroud because he put all three guys in the top 15. He actually deserves credit for that, by the way, but he deserves criticism for it falling apart this year with an inferior quarterback who honestly, guys, without Marvin Harrison Jr., would be a really nice Mac quarterback. But I digress. His second biggest sin this year was hiring just, or sorry, three years ago was hiring Justin Fry, who to this point, the offensive line has been embarrassing. And so when I watched Ohio State versus Michigan, Michigan had a slight edge of the defensive line. They had a resounding edge on the offensive line. It was embarrassing how how bad the offensive line played this year. And if either the quarterback or the O-line was better, you probably would have, I don't want to say you would have beaten Michigan, but that game would have looked a lot different, in my opinion, if just one of those things was better. He has focused all about the sexy picks, the wide receivers, the skilled players, and he's forgotten about the trenches. And not to, um, by the way, just as a side, this isn't one of his three biggest sins. Also, it'd be nice to get a Nick Bosa, a Chase Young, or a Joey Bosa back on the defensive line. But his third biggest sin was underestimating the rivalry. Ryan, Ryan Day was 100% born on third base. And he thought he was responsible for the run that they were on. He took for granted. And not just he, Ohio State, them, they, they took for granted the ass whoopings that they administered to Michigan for the better part of 15 years. The, all three things need rectified. But where we where we part, right? Because I gave you the criticisms. Where we part is that I think Will Howard has a chance to be better than Kyle McCord. And I'm not going to run him down because he played in Man in Manhattan, Kansas. I'm not going to run him down because he he isn't uh, Justin Fields 2.0. Where we part is. I actually think they do have some opportunity to just naturally get better by returning the guys they have. Where we part is, I think they're going into next year, and I think they're wide, wisely positioned and, and well-positioned to beat Michigan. But where, where Lima and I part most is this doomsday, sky is falling, woe is me crap. Nobody wants to be the little brother in the, the relationship with Michigan. But the comparisons to John Cooper, the comparisons to, oh, it's coming apart. No, Michigan just got good again. The rivalry just got good again. And the gap between where Ohio State is, where they were, and where you want them to be is not as significant as where it was where, with Michigan when Jim Harbaugh took over, where it took him five years to take them from an 8-9-10 win team to being a national champion. Actually, it was longer than that. It was eight or nine years to be a national champion, but a true playoff contender, a team that could beat you in the trenches, it took him five years. That's the difference. We agree it ain't great in Columbus. It needs to get better. But the sky is falling, fire Ryan Day, Mike Vrabel, the fetishizing of Mike Vrabel, who's never coached a single game in college football, that is the soft I'm talking about. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.